Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast. We are here today with a really special guest, um, more special than yesterday's special <laughs> guest. I know that doesn't mean anything because that yesterday means like 12 episodes ago, but um, here we are with Richard, the one, the only Finished Carpentry TV. Richard, we're- Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. We're glad to have you on the podcast. What? Uh, we're, we're excited to interview you. I got, I got, I got, let me take this. So, uh, formalities aside, yeah, I wanted to jump into this. So this is my idea because I've been watching Richard squirm and struggle ever since, <laughs> ever since the Dan Parrish episode where Dan laid out, you know, his business model of, of building a team of carpenters and, you know, he's got 80 or 90 or hundred it's ridiculous, you know, yeah. business he's built there. It's, it's awesome. Um, but I think that you were impressed and, and, and encouraged, I think too, that you could have a, you could control quality and have a big, you know, carpentry company, because I think the words you said, big is worse or whatever you said. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I, you just, where there's I, people, there's poop. It's, uh, <laughs> so more people, more poop. So like you, you were, um, uh, basically saying that when you get too big, you lose control of quality. And so, yeah, I've um, heard that. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but Dan's got this business where he's actually, you know, training and doing other things. It was, mm -hmm. it was, uh, enlightening for everybody. And I think, I think the, the, the light bulb went off in your head. There was like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something here. So, um, I have since that time watched you kind of talk about, you know, I, I want to hear about that journey. Well, yeah. and not only have you watched him, but you have pushed and prodded him like an experiment <laughs> rat and, you know, been trying to, well, here's, yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> he's like, so Richard, yeah. what do you think about what Dan's doing? So, uh, <laughs> there's truth to that. And here's why, because I went to a, um, uh, client's house that he had worked at and they had, we were talking about who was going to man the job. And I said, well, Richard would probably come over and he goes, Oh, the YouTuber. And so <laughs> it, it was buggy. It was a yeah. bug to me because I know he's a fine craftsman. I know he knows what he's doing. And their perception of it was, Oh, the YouTuber. What's up guys. We're here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know I, your videos. Aren't I, like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, all they're way the better. <laughs> Um, Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> no, I actually never say that. Today um, we're pranking the homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> so we're put the moldings in backwards and see if they notice. <laughs> so I've been now watching, and you know, as you've as you've hired people, and I have, uh, I do want more for you, right? And so catch us up on this this struggle this this the question is do you want more for you that is really the it question. is the question that and is the and, and, question. It's, and it's and it's the pros and cons of both right mm -hmm. i mean you've got an amazing youtube following that you've been doing for 10 plus years and uh you know that's part of who you are right and yet this new thing is uh an opportunity i think also excites you and so walk us through that because i guess i want our listener i, I said this before we started 
I think a lot of our listeners are you, right? They're in mm-hmm. the field, they're working, they're, they're trying to get better, they're trying to, and I think they might look at your YouTube following and go, man, if I had that, I wouldn't have to, you know, or whatever yeah. they think. And so, anyway, walk us through it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it really is the question that Jackson said. It is really, do I want to do what Dan Parrish is doing? And when we left off talking to him, I was like really in a, in a storm of like, what do I want to do? It's, it's, I could do anything, you know, mm-hmm. like I could do whatever I want really. Uh, it just depends what route and how, how much work I want to do. And I think I decided just because I feel like I am in a unique position with the YouTube that I probably just want to stay a little bit smaller. Like, I don't want to be the next Dan Parrish. Right. Like, that, that's a lot of responsibility. And it's not something I, I – I don't think I ever want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I do like to do the work. I like to be in the field. I like to have my hands on stuff. Uh, I don't like administrative stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like managing people. Which uh, that's a lot of. Yeah. I mean, if you have, like, 100 people you're dealing with, you're basically – a, a man well, i mean you probably could hire someone to manage it like you know but you're man you're you're right you're there's no longer work in the field at that point yeah and i like doing that <clears throat> i i kind of consider myself honestly you may laugh but i consider myself like an athlete mm-hmm. because what we're doing is physical right it's talented it's skilled mm-hmm. and it's it's harder than even sports sometimes like climbing around scaffolds like climbing up ladders in the heat like totally so part of it is like I like that I I kind of see myself as an athlete and I'm like cool I have and I love tools I love working with tools mm-hmm. anytime I have to go and do like a quote or some kind of bid or paperwork or like a W9 anything for I absolutely hate it right. like as soon as I sit down at the computer I hate it unless I'm editing a video mm-hmm. when I'm editing a video I love it right so I I learned that about myself like I don't like that like as as little paperwork as I can do yeah is the best for me so so to answer the question I think I'm just going to kind of stay smaller mm-hmm. but smaller than Dan Parrish is a lot small like you well, can still be big but you know, you be, be big way and, smaller yeah, big than and smaller. Than and than and I think that's a, a big lesson. There's a guy who does window restoration out in Austin. He basically came to me with the same thing. We were talking about his business, and, and he was, you know, he was almost saying, I don't really want to get big. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think that is such an important lesson that is, that is not discussed or not ever, you know, uh, it's not discussed. Yeah. When I was getting, when I was, I remember in my career, there was a time that I had 60 plus people. Wow. And, um, what do you we, have now? We were Just everywhere, 35, 40. Okay. And, um, and we were growing and, uh, we had three courthouses going. It was just, it was just, and we lost the most money and it was, it was, it was an absolute nightmare. I, I built up this team and then the courthouse program at the state of Texas didn't get funded for the next year. So there was going to be no courthouse restoration. So we went from that. I said before feast or famine, I mean, mm-hmm. we were feasting and then there was nothing and we were shrinking back and it was a nightmare. And I sit and I remember coming out of that experience going, 
I don't want to be big, right? I yeah. don't want to, you know, and you might look at me and go, you're huge. And, but like well, compared, compared to other to businesses, yeah. right? Mine, I got a small business. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's very manageable for me. I didn't understand myself well enough. And I think that's a really important piece that you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was probably 35 at the time. I guess I was your age. And so um, I didn't know myself that well. I didn't know that I didn't like administrative. Mm-hmm. And administrative didn't get done because there was other <laughs> things that were going on, right? But I, I wouldn't have said I'm, I, I hate administrative stuff. And um, then you're one of the things that always like kind of terrifies me is like having like other people's livelihood in my hands. Like if I don't go out and make this happen, well, then this guy's family is like you're not struggling. responsible yeah. for more people. Yeah, and so that is just like oh, I, I, that kind of scares I, me. You, it shouldn't, you know, because it's not your business, right? It's God's business. The, you know, yeah, you know, it, you're right. It's, yeah. it, I, I had to get to that point a long yeah. time ago because um, my business really failed. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember waking up in the morning, sitting on my couch going, well, I guess this is the last day of my business, <laughs> you know, just like th- this is it. And of course, made it through that day. And the next, I think the next morning I did the same thing. And well, this is the last day. And it obviously wasn't the last day. And, right. and, and from that time, I feel like the Lord has carried me through so many, you know, bad times mm-hmm. that, you know, these are his people, you know, this is his business. He can do whatever he wants with it. I agree. And so there, I, totally agree I know you do. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, that's how I, I don't look at that. I, I look at this as a, as the faith of the mustard seed and this tree, this largest plant has grown. It's supporting all these different people and that's all him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not me. And, and I still pray for my people right every day, yeah. right? Just say, bless us, you know, help us. But they're really his people. So yeah, yeah. I need to I need to kind of step out of that like control position and, and let God like kind of have more control there for sure. Because I'm like very like I just feel like I have to control everything. So. Yeah, I think there's a good balance there too of just like <clears throat> like a middle ground between what both of you are saying because it's just put in the the work that you need to do and then let God take care of the rest. So mm-hmm. if you're like faithfully working there, it's like after that point it's out of your hands you can right? only you do, can only what, you do can what you can do you can't force people to do stuff but i right. think that I, I th- so first step you realized you know on the thing was you realized it didn't want to be big right mm-hmm. i mean that's i think that's huge and for you guys listening out there you know who feel this you know uh pressure, pressure right to be big to grow to have this name to have 10 trucks in the neighbor whatever whatever that goal is that's about to being big 11 trucks let, let it go this right company just 11 um, yeah there's there's uh there's a uh number of guys out there who um are thinking you know what does my business look like in five years uh and Oftentimes, you'll, I was in remodeling advantages groups, and they would we would roundtable, and everybody would talk, and these guys would set these goals. I want to be at you know six million next year. I want to be at ten million next year, and one of the the guys, uh, the moderators, kind of looked at looked at the guys. Go uh, on your balance sheet. Looks like you're losing you know hundred thousand dollars every year. You plan to go to six million. <laughs> Do you realize you're probably going to lose money at that stage too? And it, it and it was a light bulb for everybody. It was like, oh yeah, I guess I better <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. And you know, anyway, learning and thriving in that lane that you want to stay in and not feeling like you have to grow is is a, is a really important step. Well, another thing I think people don't talk about enough too is like, 
your family, like your family is right. huge. And I've worked so much to where my wife is like, you have to do something else. Like something has to change because we don't have a friendship. We're not spending any time together. Right. You're not seeing the kids. And I think that was like in my late twenties mm -hmm. when that was happening. And then I just realized like, you'll see it too with your child, mm -hmm. but I have, <laughs> it's like the kids put like a time stamp on your life right. to where you're like, whoa, time is going by and like you're seeing them grow. So I have like five time stamps mm -hmm. <laughs> that I can see and I'm seeing like, all right, my daughter is now a little too cool for me. And I don't like that. Right. I need to spend more time with her right. because she is like, like not like, like she's just getting into that preteen like era. Totally. And then I'm like, okay, I have like a limited amount of time to teach them like the values and things that I care about mm -hmm. before they're gone. So right. I'm like, do I really care about money that much mm -hmm. or do I care about people? And to me, like the guy's like, oh, I want to be six million. I don't want that at all. I don't, I actually would rather um, not be wealthy. Yeah. Like I actually pray like, Lord, don't, don't give me like mass wealth, mm -hmm. but also don't like give me poverty. Cause right. there's like a proverb about that, you mm -hmm. know, just give me convenient for me. Right. So I can stay focused on what really matters. I don't want to be like the next, you know, Jeff Bezos or mm -hmm. you know what my Musk. deal is on that I just say you know daily bread yeah just that's just it. enough yeah. for today I don't need that's to worry it. about you know but daily bread that's mm -hmm. what I need yeah because it keeps you humble you know you're, you're like you and I've saw it in myself when I'm making more of an income I mm -hmm. kind of like change a little bit mm -hmm. I'm like oh okay there, right, there, I, I got this and yeah. then like when you get <laughs> cut back a little bit God's like hey Hey, you know, let's remember who's in charge here. <laughs> yeah. like, Money oh, has please. a funny way of making you think you're smarter than you are. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of clients who have a lot of money who will talk down to you a little bit because yeah. they think they're smarter. Mm -hmm. Look at look at what I've done. Look at my career. Right. Yeah. Look, look. You're like, okay, yeah. OK, buddy. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, right, give me a list of names. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, I saw like my kids like growing up. And they're still so young and they're mm. fun. And I'm like, you know what? I need to enjoy this because this is I can know I, I can always make money later mm -hmm. on and I can always provide. And, mm -hmm. you know, I I plan to do carpentry. I don't have any other plans, you know, yeah. I plan. And that's I want to stay healthy and just be able to climb up ladders and everything. So I, I like what you told me. It was really encouraging a uh, couple I don't even know if it was on an episode, but may have just been talking like, where do you see yourself? Do you want to be like a builder? And I was like, no, I kind of want to see how far I can take the carpentry thing. And mm -hmm. you're like, I like that because everyone thinks they want to should be the builder. And I thought that was encouraging. Well, it, it, there's a hierarchy on the job site. And, you know, when I was doing trim carpentry for other guys, I always looked at the builders like, you know, that guy's in charge. That That's that's because because there's no ladder there's no one through nine that yeah. you know you're at this stage in our mm -hmm. industry you don't know how good you are mm -hmm. and so the the metric then becomes well who's the most successful on the job right mm -hmm. well, you know and whether the builder is or it isn't it looks like he is because he's telling everybody and there's he goes, a lot of times where he's not <laughs> most of the time <laughs> he's not okay so uh, th there there becomes the reason i was saying that is because i didn't want him thinking didn't want him being envious of my job, you mm -hmm. know, as the builder, because there's a lot of times, especially when the business wasn't going good, I said to Chrissy, 
I just want to put my tool bag back on and go back out. And, and I had the most fun when I was when I was building and making things in the field. Yeah, it is fun because like I, as much as I like dealing with people, I do like dealing, talking to people and having conversations. Right. When I'm working, I just like to throw headphones on and, and just get in the zone. Zone in. I like to, I listen to music. I listen to podcasts, Passion for Craft. Shout out. Mm. No, it's a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but yeah, and it's... It's like an escape, mm -hmm. you know, whereas like a lot of people, their job is like, crap, you know, I got to mm -hmm. do this, that and other thing. And for me, it's fun. Yeah. Like I have fun doing stuff. Totally. So who can really, there's so, not many. Who can so guys, that. you know, take, take stock, take inventory of, of, <laughs> of kind of where you are. And, yeah. you know, that first part of this whole thing of you guys want to be master builders, master craftsmen one is knowing which path you want to go but two it's it's staying in your lane and you know being content with that decision and mm -hmm. so size is not yeah, everything envy and, is yeah. is the worst i think because you look at other people's whatever they got going on like i could look at dan Parrish and be like dang like i want that and like you know well when you're young in your career okay the, again I, we end up putting these metrics in our lives to see how to, to to judge ourselves are we performing am i doing well what am i successful um you know you look at some youtube subscriber numbers you look at you know dollar volume look at you know other things and other people around you and you're all you know bigger yeah, number always, you know, better what, person where, where do i stand you know mm -hmm. am i good am i you know and so yeah um we in a, another metric is, you know, that, you know, I want to be the builder. Uh, I want to make more money. You know, I want to have this many guys and bigger number, better person. It's just, we need to do inventory and, and to make that decision, you know, even if it, your decision was to get bigger, it is yeah. great that you see yourself clearly and you can make that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, and we're sitting here, you know, saying, you know, we're using my perspective, but if by all means, if you're out there listening and you want to be the next damn Paris, mm -hmm. go for it. Mm -hmm. yeah, like nothing's for sure. stopping you. If you're that type of person where you, people thrive on that. You know, I yeah. think we talked about when we were talking to you, you thrive on building things up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might, you may be a little bit more inclined to that than mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So talking, you mentioned the YouTube, like looking at the thing, YouTube subscribers, like, I don't even think, I mean, I guess on social media, that's a metric, but I don't think it really means anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I, it just, you, you always give me, let, let's kind of pivot here one, one way, because one side of the thing was deciding who you wanted to be. The other thing is you're juggling the YouTube thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's been part of your life. And like one to the listeners out there, should they have YouTube channels, right? Should they be trying to grow them and doing stuff? Well, I, I think mm -hmm. I was in a really unique position and I'll explain why, because when I started on YouTube, I didn't start to gain subscribers or get views at all. I was 22 years old and I looked real dorky. I'll show you all a picture. I mean, I. He looks exactly the same. Well, I look even more dorky than I look now. And uh, I would go, I mean, I had my own business. I would go into people's houses and say, like, yeah, you know, what What do you, I, I was doing crown a lot because yeah. the guy that I worked for, I don't know how far back we want to go, but the guy that I worked for was doing crown mm -hmm. out in Phoenix. I've moved out to Phoenix for a little bit, but um, yeah, he, he, that was his whole business crown mm -hmm. and I kind of copied it. My company is called DFW Crown Molding, kind of a weird name. Like, I don't know why I didn't choose 
well, I know why I didn't choose like carpentry or something because uh -huh. I didn't know really anything else. <laughs> so Crown is kind of funny. People like really desire it, you mm -hmm. know, and they don't have other moldings. I mean, they already have all the other moldings, but it's like, oh, I just want that crown. Right. So it's actually a, a good business model. Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, I was a punk kid, you know, coming in there and saying like, yeah, I'll, I'm here to, you know, measure and give you a price on your yeah. crown. And I look so young and funny. <laughs> So I, st I was like, but you didn't start your YouTube channel for, you know, Oh yeah. A couple with of the years. goal of the, the subscribers oh, yeah. and things like that. No, the YouTube channel was, uh, John brought his camera one day and I was doing something alone and he was, he's really into, uh, videography and all that. And he was just shooting videos of me doing it. We took it home, we edited it and I was like, Oh, this would be cool because I could show this to the potential Clients. client mm -hmm. and say like, hey, look, I know I'm some punk kid, but look, we actually know what we're doing. Right. Like watch this little here's thing. Here's before, here's after. Yeah, here's, and yeah. we're doing it. So what I would do, I then I started making videos and like sh showing people stuff and just so I could show the clients. More commercial style videos. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like selling product more so than anything Exactly. Else. And yeah. now they're informational. Yeah, exactly. And, and what I would do is say like, okay, I'm here to measure for whatever they want. Here, let me pop up this uh, tablet right here. Here's some of the stuff we do. Just look at that while I take my measurements. So they're right. like, oh, okay, that's, oh yeah. You know, like they're kind of intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. And then since I'm the one You're that's actually- You're totally hypnotizing your client. You pull this little lab <laughs> screen up, and look at the twirl, look at the twirl. And then you, you know, you come back and they're like, yes, Mr. Richard, what do I do? Well, uh, maybe, but- <laughs> Yeah, yeah I just, I put that there and then they're like, oh, and it's actually you in the video. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, we do all of it. It's just me and my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, okay. And basically, yeah, when can you do it? You know, when can you start? Mm -hmm. And um, so it really sells them. Yeah. But then one of those videos that was meant for the homeowners got like, I woke up the next day, it had like 64,000 views. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, who's watching this? Like, yeah. This isn't, even John was like, what? People watch people putting crown. <laughs> This is before YouTube was big at all. Right. This is before there was like a, a niche for everything. Now you've got, I mean, if you can think of it, it's on there. Mm -hmm. Underwater basket weaving. Yeah, you know, there's like. a really great video on that by Underwater Basket Weaver. No. <laughs> well, when YouTube was first starting back then, if you had a niche thing, mm -hmm. I mean, you were going to blow up mm. because there wasn't so much saturation of right. people like, hey, look at me screaming for... Now I think people are just worn out. Mm -hmm. Like people are just so like sick of just being screamed at for attention. Right. Whereas back then it was like, Oh look, there's a molding guy. Well, oh I think, look, there's a painting guy. I you think know? there's been like an actual change in the YouTube model and it's more people are looking for quality content now instead of just the thing that they know of. Yes. Because it was like, like what you're talking about is like, oh my gosh, there's a crown molding guy on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been that. There isn't that. Yeah. This is the only crown molding guy on YouTube. And now it's like, there's 56,000 crown molding guys yes, on YouTube. Exactly. And now it's like, who's got really helpful things or what, what applies to me? How can I relate this yeah. to me? And now you're kind of competing video quality. Mm -hmm. It's got to be 4K audio quality. Mm -hmm. And then also your work that you're doing. So going back, I was, there was no other crown molding guy. I was the one. So I, the that's guy. why I'm saying I was in a unique position. It, it could have been whoever's listening to this. If you started your channel, then it would have been you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really believe that. Well, you would have had to have a Pump work ethic. Yeah, yeah. But, 
um, there was nothing special about me. That, mm -hmm. That's there's nothing special. I just hit it at the right time, and that's pretty much it. That's so. But, I don't. But really to your credit, because you're playing it really humble, but also to your credit, you have adapted with the times and mm -hmm. started making more applicable content. But to let me people let, let me go back. I agree. The uh, yeah, quick compliment. Let me talk about this. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. The point is, you didn't start to do the the build views you were doing it almost as a marketing tool yes. how long was it before the views thing started good question happening um i mean it blew up it was probably like a year i remember youtube sent me this thing that was like um hey you know you now that you've reached a thousand subscribers you can be a partner and we can put ads on your uh your videos and that's when i was like i don't want i hate ads so i was like i don't want ads on my videos forget you guys so i just ignored the thing and then um one i was i watched these fishing guys these bass fishing guys uh lunkers tv was one that i followed a lot and uh his account got hacked and it said that he was making his income that month was thirteen thousand. yeah from making fishing videos like the the hacker displayed his dashboard right and showed it and i was like Oh, that's what that thing was about. And <laughs> that's was what like, that ad thing was about. So I went back and I was like, where's that email? And I was like, yes, let's join the program. <laughs> uh, because I'm like, these guys are making money fishing. And, and you know, I love capitalism. I love that yeah, you can yeah. do whatever you want. And if you find something that generates income that's valuable and not hurting anyone else, mm -hmm. I mean, blow it up, it, you yeah. know? So uh, how many years? So if you started it 10 years ago, you know, two years not doing any ads about a year and a half to two years yeah just kind of like fighting to that one i'm not even fighting just gradually building up to that 1000 mark without knowing anything about mm -hmm. anything just when did it uh and what year did you start uh did it work as far as bringing people in when i clicked that email yes for the algorithm or something they were like okay because back then youtube they wouldn't put ads on your videos if you weren't in the partner program. Right. Now they do it to everyone, whether right. you're in it or not. It's just whether or not you get a cut now. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back then they wouldn't do it at all. So they wouldn't promote your stuff. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I clicked yes, it was like a, like it skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. I went from like 1,000 to like 4,000 that month and the next thousand. I mean, it doubled. It pretty much mm -hmm. doubled. Then I was like at, 30,000 subscribers, subscribers, right? subscribers, yeah. Yeah, not money. It, it took a, <laughs> I never got to 30,000 yeah, yeah. a month. Uh, but I went for 30,000 one month, and then I think in one month, uh, the whole like construction industry of YouTubers like doubled. Mm -hmm. Like we had uh, 30,000, and then at the end of that month, I had 80,000 subscribers. Wow. Uh, it was, I'm telling you, it was like the Wild West. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna happen like that again. I don't believe so. Wow. It's kind of stagnated. Uh, that could be me just being pessimistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I could do other things to try to make, but I just don't really think. I think it's kind of dead because of saturation. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm kind of a pessimist <laughs> in that. But <laughs> what is, uh, um, when did you have to make the decision, I don't need to work anymore, you know, or, or I, I can slow down or whatever, you know, because because you're at, you end up asking your same the same question again now if you decided to go off and be the craftsman and leave youtube behind you know how did you make that decision you're making it now you had to make it sometime back then i think yeah um well my thing was like i feel like 
yeah, this is, I never wanted to quit doing you working and go full-time YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could really ever afford that mm -hmm. because I wasn't making these big numbers, these big YouTubers are making. Right. Um, and even, I guess to answer your question, I realized like, wow, there's, there's potential for, you know, the monetization to actually pay me a substantial amount to where I could cut back on, you know, doing, taking jobs and just do stuff I want to do at my own house even mm -hmm. and get paid for it. Um, there, during that kind of explosion around the 80,000 subscriber mark is when I was like, wow, you know, I could take off work a little mm -hmm. bit more now and supplement it with this. Yeah. Um, but just to catch you up, that's all kind of went away. Mm -hmm. I think just because there is so many people that like I couldn't do full YouTube, YouTube full time now. Mm -hmm. Like it just, it's not those days anymore. Right. Uh, I, they just don't pay me enough mm -hmm. to do it. So, uh, but, but what I found that though, is that I don't think I'll ever quit doing YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think even if they said, Hey, we're not paying you anything, like just cut you off completely. I still want to do it right. because I like doing it. Mm -hmm. I like documenting and making stuff and then looking back and saying like, Whoa, look how far I've come. And also I like editing. I like putting something together mm -hmm. and I like putting things out there in the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't think I would ever quit, but if they came to that point, then I would probably obviously maybe have to hire more people or look into saying, Hey, this takes more of a backseat. And then I have to do more real world work, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm kind of like right now, I'm kind of like in the middle mm -hmm. of that. Like I, I could quit it, but like I said, I won't, but <clears throat> I can go either way right now. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's, I mean, I, and it's, it is weird because I'm always, my wife's probably is tired of sick and tired of hearing it, but I'm always like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. Should I go more YouTube or go more work? And she's like, whatever you want to do, you know, you can do <laughs> any, any one. You right. Know? So I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, just no, a I race didn't. of thoughts that are always going on in my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend, I don't think I answered that one. I don't recommend starting one unless you're passionate about teaching. Yeah. And you gotta be, unless you're paying someone to edit it, mm -hmm. you gotta be passionate about videography and editing. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that when they start YouTube. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I have help with that. <laughs> I don't do videography and ed editing. Yeah. You know, I know. That's all Austin. Yes. Cause you will He's burn good at out it. like a son of a gun. Mm -hmm. If you're not in, if you, People, it's like a New Year's resolution. I'm going to start a YouTube. You, if you're not into editing and videoing, I mean, if you if you're going to video a job, you're you you can't be charging hourly for that job because you're wasting the customer's right. time. You right. Know? That's I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I, it has to be like a bid, and then I, okay, mm -hmm. I'll take my time. And even then, there's people who have timelines. Mm -hmm. It's really tricky. It's really tricky. I remember I talked to. Uh, Andrew Bettis yeah and he was like um you know because you gave me that referral and and I met him at the building in Bruce and we exchanged numbers and he was like yeah I want you to come look at one of our jobs I'm like oh, okay cool I was like can I do a video on it he was like I never thought about that um I don't know how we'd feel about it because <laughs> we'll be wasting basically wasting their money right and I'm like no I get it we won't do it but I'm just asking yeah yeah because you know, I don't want to assume right and like, wait a minute, I'm paying you to do this. Totally. So 
if you can, it's, it's a freaking juggling act. Right. Like, should I do it? Should I, I don't recommend it. Honestly, that's why you see a lot of guys doing stuff in their shop. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of field videos. Right. There, there's some guys out there doing it, but you got to work those details out yeah. with the people who are in charge. For sure. So, uh, one thing you were asked about earlier, and I think we got on a really good YouTube tangent there, but um, I'm curious with you uh, hearing from Dan Parrish about his like 70 or 80 guys that he's got on board there, you were going to hire another guy. Can you fill us in on how that's gone? Yeah, the hire. So it kind of, I feel like it's a God thing too. Mm-hmm. Like after talking to him and then um, just kind of all that. Th- those thoughts racing through my mind. Well, it kind of worked out. There's a, a guy who I met. His name's Tom, mm-hmm. Tom Johnson. He's an inventor of this miter saw fence. Oh, sweet. And he's, he's been kind of communicating with me on and off for about a year or two. And, um, he came over, he made, he, basically he has this fence that he invented and it's, it does a, a lot, opens your miter saw up to do a lot more. So cool. you can just little stop blocks. It's really cool. But, um, he's like, Hey, I want to make, make one for your Makita saw mm-hmm. and he, he's local in Arlington. And I'm like, cool. You know, I would love one on the shop saw. Cause I have one on my field saw. Right. So he comes over to my house and you know, we're setting it up and stuff. And he's like, Hey, if you ever need help, you know, I'm kind of semi-retired. If you know, if you guys ever want help with something, let me know. And cool. then it was kind of like right before we talked to Dan. Yeah. And then I was like thinking like, man, like Tom, could really help us you mm-hmm. know he's been doing trim carpentry for 35 years wow he's such a a humble guy he had his own crews he was running he he said he had up to 15 guys mm. they were doing stuff for village homes and you i think you even know he, yeah. he's met I you before name, yeah yeah and um he's such a great guy like such a humble guy to where i was like yeah, can you come help us out with some stuff? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, where do you need me? And mm. he's... That's a cool mentality. Yeah. And he, and it, it works out really good because he is retired mm-hmm. and he does he likes doing it. And I see myself in him. Like, I see, like, I like doing it too. You yeah, know? yeah. And he's like, I'm not, like, a, a business guy. I'm not a money guy. I just like to get my hands on stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I, I like that. You know, that's how <laughs> I feel. We're kept from the same club. Yeah. 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 Same so, values. Yeah, and we need people like that because we can't all be business guys. Mm -hmm. Who's going to do the work, you know? Well, uh, so I'm curious, with the addition of Tom to the team, um, you feel like he's been a massive help, right? So Tom is one of those guys that I would consider a master, Mm -hmm. like a master trim carpenter Yeah, who has been doing it so long that he looks at the way that us younger guys are doing it mm-hmm. and says and basically takes us under his wing as an apprentice and mm-hmm. says hey let me show you a better way because i i was beating my head against the wall for you know five ten years doing it this way right and then um, some other guy showed me this you know and this is how we do it and some guys like that like tom he's like an engineer mm. like he has like an engineer's approach to it which is very helpful when you're doing carpentry carpentry or any building because you're you really i think the key to being a master is like thinking 10 to 15 steps ahead of what what's going on um i mean think about uh, vasil carving how many steps ahead are you thinking right when you're making that 
shave, you know, gouge mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like you're seeing this thing already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, going down a rabbit trail. But yeah, Tom's great. So <laughs> when we were talking with Dan, I remember uh, you were saying, I don't want to waste the money on some of these bigger jobs hiring a, a nincompoop. Uh, sorry, you said apprentice, uh, or just hiring an entry level guy and then trying to train him up. Um, because you're working on higher profile jobs now and y'all's team has grown and developed and is bigger. And one of the things Dan had said was, what if you had hire a guy and then you, you do one of those older, like I say older, the jobs that you used to do. Yeah. And then like, maybe it's like a lower level job, lower impact, a little bit more room for mistakes, not obviously not right. taking people's money, but have yeah. you considered doing any of that just after the success you've seen with Tom or are you just looking for A-listers in architecture world? I mean, ideally it would be, yeah, A-listers, mm-hmm. but I'm not against going back and uh, doing Training other things. Yeah. Or, or even just doing it myself to, mm-hmm. to make an income to pay the bills. Cause you, know? you could send Tom and John on to go do, X big job that you're working on, like if it's a whole job or if it's you yeah, know, another would, big job that you're doing, and they I, go take care of that. And you're training a new guy. Yeah, I mean, could be good YouTube content too. But yeah, and the other thing about that, having a third person, mm-hmm. it has freed me up to go do a couple more things. Yeah, where I can say, hey, if you know, usually it's going to take all three of us mm-hmm. to do the current job that we're on. Yeah, but like, there's been days there where it's been like hey this task is only going to require two people mm-hmm. i don't need to be there so right. then i go off and i do something else you know whether mm-hmm. that's editing that's mostly mm-hmm. what i've done like while they're there doing it i've edited yeah so it's kind of like it's a it's a crazy balancing mm-hmm. you know juggling but yeah i could go in and take some of those you know not as ho- high profile jobs and do do really good at them mm-hmm. and have uh, train up a guy to, to learn that for sure. Cause that's where I learned. That was my training totally. ground. And it would be, I mean, I know I just said it, but it really would be cool content because yeah. you're, you could train up a guy and be like, okay, Hey, look what, like if you're with me on a job, look what Jackson just did here. Well, this is it, terrible. <laughs> you could, you should definitely come with us for real. Be fun. Yeah. Before you go off to North Bennett street, that would be mm-hmm. fun. If you came with us for a job or something. But uh, another crazy thing is, my videos at those kind of like basic jobs do mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. because those there's so many people who have those situations. Totally. Whereas like a lot of the the not a lot crazy- of people are restoring a Palladian window. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Palladian. Yeah. What did you say? Palladian. That's what I said, right? You said Palladian. Palladian. Sorry, I don't Plutonian know. window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I have options, and yeah. it feels good. I can go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just basically, if you're asking like, what am I gonna go in which direction? I'm gonna go in all these directions. Cool. I'm gonna go with YouTube, do jobs with Brent, do jobs with uh, homeowners if we have time. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring on another person, but I don't. I don't see us, you know, really getting past ten people. Yeah. Like that would be more than I would want right. to deal with. Because then that's 10 jobs worth of paperwork or five jobs if you got two per job, but yeah. Then you got to start hiring administrative people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's all in what you want to do. Right, it, it right. Is. And how much time you want to spend after work doing stuff. Mm-hmm, true. Know, it's crazy. I guess I'm just thinking of the guy out there that, you know, 
what is my what should my business look like is going to enjoy hearing what he just described and um so, so okay I'm, so, so you, i know you know so i'm sitting there you know how do we encourage that guy and, you know i think most people are not going to be youtubers i think 90 99% of people are not going to do it i think probably I think 75 don't want to do it based on what you've said too you would encourage those people those even that small percentage who do want to be youtubers don't do it unless you like a lot of the youtube side of stuff more mm -hmm. so than the yeah exactly i would say if you want to you need to be on social media these days uh you need to be if you're not going to do youtube you need to do instagram mm. because it, if nothing else instagram is your portfolio, your portfolio. and you say hey potential customer look at my instagram mm -hmm. you know and i think a big part of it this is a really big thing i know a lot of people are like shy of being on camera but you need to be in some of those videos mm -hmm. or pictures because people form a relationship with you when it's like like a lot of people told me in those early days oh you're the one actually doing it mm -hmm. like because i think homeowners are so used to saying like this guy in this nice truck comes and pulls up, gives you the estimate and just sends these random yahoos to yeah. do it. You know, it's like, they don't like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they want the experience. It's all in what experience you're trying to create and yeah. what market you're in. I was in a weird market too. I was in the homeowner market, really weird place to be. Most carpenters are working with builders, mm -hmm. you know? So there's so much, if you guys have questions on this one, leave them in the comments below. I will go in and answer them mm -hmm. because there's so many different perspectives to look at it. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of speaking from mine. So, so your advice to the guy who wants to go out there and start doing a trim carpentry business is what? Be, be good. Like have the right tools, have mm -hmm. the right skill. Um, don't be a hack, you know, don't, have a caulking gun on your tool belt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just be good at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I think if it depends, if you want to go work for the homeowners, well, you need to make a website and a company and mm -hmm. all that. If you want to go work for the builders, well, then you need to talk to builders. You yeah. need to reach out and say, Hey, uh, and one thing Tom told me, yeah, just good advice. The squeaky, uh, gear gets the oil. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're in their ear, like, Hey, do you need someone maybe mm -hmm. on the next house? If your guys aren't available, I can come and do it. They're always the first one you think yeah, of. It's like, Oh, that squeaky gear. I'm going to, I wonder if that guy's available. He's mm -hmm. been bugging me and you know, I'm not saying go out and bug people, but just make it known what you're doing. It's like any business. Mm -hmm. If people don't know you exist, how are they going to hire you? Yeah, You got to market yourself. And if you're not following yeah. up, if you're not touching base with people, you will Very fade important. from their mm -hmm. minds. So. Yeah. They're going to move on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They're going to move on to the next thing that's available and you're not going to be able to get every job. Right. Like I have people who call me and say, Hey, can you come? We want to panel this stair stairway floor to ceiling. And I had this lady the other day, <clears throat> I need it done in two weeks. I'm like two weeks. Yeah. How, what? You're not going to find anyone unless you hit it at the right time where like, we're on, like I need this done like in two weeks. That would mean, okay, this job at least is going to take three weeks, right? you know, and you really, you just got to educate people, but mm -hmm. all that to say, you're not going to be able to take every job. Do you feel like gonna... you're quick for, um, your industry? Like, do you feel like you're a fast worker in your industry? Yeah. I feel very efficient. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, because like I just put the headphones on and I don't screw around. Right. I just get stuff done. I like to give people what they're paying for, like yeah. value. 
this is a side note, but I'm just curious y'all's thoughts on this. There is a <clears throat> house that's being put up behind uh, the ministry where I work. And uh, so we see the workers, you know, day in and day out. And they, one, work really weird hours. Like, <clears throat> they're there really late. Like, they're there until, like, you know, 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, what are they still doing here? But they also have, like, lawn chairs set up inside the house. Not a good sign. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? I've never seen that. Well, lawn chairs. It could have just been an area where they were sitting around eating eating a meal. It could be. Doesn't mean that. But I've seen them mean. in the lawn chairs a couple of times where I'm like, huh. Well, they could be on lunch. It's but three o'clock in the afternoon. What oh are we doing yeah. The lawn <laughs> That's that might be milking the clock right there. But um, it's for a big, you know. Well, you you never. It's weird. There's this like meme or whatever where it's yeah. like you never see construction workers doing anything they're always like standing there <laughs> like leaning on a shovel right but somehow the thing gets done it does it's weird yeah but um no i like uh yeah i like to work i don't mm -hmm. like to milk if there's no work for me to do i want to go home right i don't need to be there right and then my two guys that work with me john who's been with me for 10 years yeah. more he's the best worker ever mm-hmm ever like he'll i'm like hey can you go do this thing yeah he goes and does it comes back what should i do next yeah he tells me that mm -hmm. like every day almost mm -hmm. got that done what should i do next mm -hmm. his phone rings can't talk right now i'm at work yeah what should i do next mm -hmm. i mean it's crazy i'm like so blessed to have yeah, that's us. awesome yeah never never wasting time mm -hmm. giving me updates just got this Great. done. You know, it's amazing. And I don't have to tell them. Right. I don't have to babysit. So. Right. That's huge. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> Any final questions, Brent, for... No, I just... I thought it was... It's an interesting journey that you're on and just... And you learn about yourself as a, you know, craftsman and it's been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we did it. I was hoping we'd get into a little bit more of the religion and politics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the next, next episode, <laughs> yeah. the next episode, we're gonna really get controversial over here. Yeah, um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, thank you guys for watching the Passion for Craft podcast. Like Richard was saying, get in the comments if you uh, did have any specific questions that we felt like we were, went unanswered. Because um, Richard is a comments warrior, so he'll uh, I'll he'll go get back there. at yeah. you real quick. Um, anyway, thank you guys for watching. See you on the next one. <laughs>